Hello and welcome to Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about married at first sight. I'm Omar Abid and I'm joined as always by my co-host and devourer of dad bods, Kelly Rickard. <laughs> Hello. Hiya, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm alright. I'm slightly manic from not sleeping, but I'm okay. Why haven't you been sleeping? Ah, back to school crack, isn't it? Oh, right. yeah, I've seen a lot of photos of kids in school uniforms. Yeah. That's... It's so boring for non-parents, isn't (laughs) it? I'm sorry, I apologise on behalf of parents. I I forget, and every September it's just like, why are there so many kids on that? (laughs) If the police look on my laptop now. (laughs) So they've not been, uh, they've been excited, anxious? Both. I I mean, it got so bad that on Tuesday night, we actually had to saw their bunk beds to make them into single beds because they were both just refusing to go on the top bunk. They had this kind of (laughs) irrational fear that the top bunk was where the evil happened. (laughs) Yeah. The top bunk's the best one. Yeah, this is what I kept saying. I was like, all other children across the world are arguing because they want the top bunk. But you two... Anyway, that's boring. Parent crack, isn't it? So, yeah, that's why I haven't (laughs) slept. It's all right. It's not as... uh, I don't know if it's better or worse than people with dogs. People with dogs talk a lot about the dogs, which I'm learning because we're looking for for a dog. You need a dog. Borrow Otis, borrow ours. We're always looking for somebody to have him. (laughs) Is it good with cats? This is just for an unoffered conversation. <laughs> yeah, this is going to get edited out. That's fine. We'll talk about Otis and the cat later. <laughs> uh, have you enjoyed this week's Married at First Sight? Yes. Yes, I have. Lots of drama. Have you? I have. It's really started to kick off now. Now that all the couples are starting to meet each other, there's a lot more going on. There's a couple of weddings still to, to talk about and honeymoons. And then I think we can get onto all the real drama. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. Okay, so the next wedding we saw was Zoe and Jenna. Yes. We already liked Zoe, didn't we? Oh my God. I like Zoe so much, she's making me question my own sexuality. <laughs> we, we decided very early on that we liked Zoe, even yeah. though we'd not seen, seen much of her. But uh, she was, yeah, she was, as we thought she was going to be, she seems like a, a nice, fun, kind of reasonable person. Yeah, she's just really authentic. And lovely, and kind of her reaction to Zoe's big reveal that she has alopecia was just perfect. It was just like, well, I don't give a shit. You know, I I didn't realise that it was her who had the secret to reveal from the like preview. Right. For some reason, I thought it was going to be Zoe who was revealing a secret, but it turned out to be to be Jenna, and as you say, the alopecia, which. I always feel really sorry for women who yeah. have, who have hair issues because no, when you see even older women, and I guess it's something that happens with age. I just feel, yeah, I just feel sorry for them. It must be quite dispiriting. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think women don't uh, people don't realise how much women associate their femininity with their hair. Just, I think it's a big deal when a woman loses her hair. But I also think what what I loved was for Zoe. The baldness was not an issue in the slightest. The veganism, however. <laughs> well, this is what's been the big the big talking point on Twitter was the veganism, which I think maybe people are overreacting slightly because what did Jenna really do? I mean, don't get me wrong, she was she was clearly a little irritated that Zoe didn't want to try something different. Yeah. But she'd only met her a few days ago. Yeah. Zoe should get whatever she wants to get. She wanted she she wanted to get the reindeer. I think she said that as a joke, but was actually wanting to try the That's reindeer. That's exactly what that was. She was <laughs> dipping her toe in, thinking, "Can I get away with this?" What? So, so a really interesting kind of uh, 
vegan dilemma, I thought. Why would a lamb be more acceptable than a reindeer? Like, I don't even eat lamb because they're babies. They haven't had their lives yet. But lamb was more acceptable. <laughs> well, I think that was Zoe's rationale. <gasps> okay. I don't, yeah, I think if you'd have asked Jenna, Jenna would have said, don't eat either. Have some scrambled tofu. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, it, it's it not- doesn't sound great to me. I mean, I've had, I try and, you, do you ever do like veganuary? Oh, I've I've dabbled in veganism. I mean, that's not <laughs> like I dabbled in dark arts. No, I have because, but it's difficult for me because I can't eat gluten. So if you go to a restaurant and you can't eat gluten and you're vegan, you're just screwed basically. So I have, I've tried it because ethically it makes sense. It does weird me out that we eat animals, but then selfishly, I really like a bacon sandwich. Well, yeah, of course. Especially when you've had a rough night. Yes. Zoe, I can totally understand. She, she seemed absolutely shocked that Jenna couldn't have eggs. Oh, that was brilliant. Eggs. It's so was... good. She can't, she can't eat eggs. <laughs> I can understand Zoe bringing it up, though. And, like, you know, when they were sat in that spa, sort of hot tub yes. kind of thing. Because it's actually, I say it's not a big issue, but obviously everyone has to eat. And it's going to be something that impacts your lives and if it's irritating or seemingly irritating Jenna already I think Zoe was right to bring it up in that in that discussion like longer longer term yeah because eating together is a big part of your relationship and if it's gonna upset Jenna every time she eats with Zoe and sees the meat on her plate then uh, yeah it is a big issue I think where I'm at with it is when you've just met somebody you can't assume that they're gonna want to jump straight on your lifestyle yeah, definitely. It's a big. That's a big assumption to to make. But what can you? Has Claire tried to change anything about you? Do you think? No, Claire's Claire's more uh, definitely eats a bit healthier than I do. But we have to plan a lot. It's it's annoying. I've, I said to her when we were like first started being together more seriously. I've never spoken as much about food. <laughs> Like, it, when you're single, it's just like, all right, I'll just get whatever. I'll get something on the way home. Yeah. You know, I'll stop in at the supermarket, whatever. I'll get something to chuck in the microwave. Now we have to do essentially a spreadsheet <laughs> about like, oh, well, we can get this because then we can use this to make that. And if you do that for leftovers, I can have some for my lunch and all this. It's like, I've never spent so much time talking about food. And it's just real. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I do like food. I'm not somebody who just eats for fuel. Like, I do enjoy food, but I, I don't know if I enjoy it as much as she does, which sounds bad, I realise. No, you know I would I mean? say across the board with sort of straight couples that I know, they would all say the same, that it's the woman that's kind of a bit more passionate about the food. It's almost like we've got some sort of, well, we will have an emotional connection to it. Well, when Claire's, which she often does, and I appreciate she gets me a treat or something to, to, to make me feel... <laughs> when you've been a good boy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when, you know, I've had a bit of a tough time or something, she'll get me a, uh, a donut from Greg's or something, yeah. which I do appreciate. I would prefer probably just half an hour by myself. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think Zoe and Jenna, I think they handled that discussion quite well. Because they're women. They were so articulate and emotionally aware and respectful. And all women are like that, are we? We'll, we'll come back to that point <laughs> later on. Yeah. 
Right, on to the second wedding of the week, which was Kwame and Keisha. Yeah, these are, they keep saying uh, strong personalities. Yes. Uh, a power couple. Yes. All this. It's, they, they, to me, don't seem that well suited. No, I mean, first, because we, we, I think we met him first, didn't we? And he's got that level of confidence. And most people who are confident, they, I find them quite attractive. It's an attractive trait. But he's that level of confidence where it's almost like a mental illness. It's like <laughs> the way he was just stood there talking about himself in the third person and bigging himself up. And I was just like, I don't know if I could handle that. I think what people like is quiet confidence. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and certainly when, uh, when at the wedding... He was talking about generally I, I go for more petite women, which is, it, it didn't quite get the backlash that I thought it might, actually. I think the reason why it didn't, I think it would have, but she very quickly said off the back of that that she was expecting, was it a taller man or something? Oh, yeah, her and all her family were saying he's he's not very big. Yeah. He could be taller. Yeah. So I think I think that saved him from having a, an awful backlash. The fact that they're, they're, they both wanted... Something else physically. Yeah, that they both seemed superficial. <laughs> I enjoyed at the wedding that when uh, when he was asked, oh, are you looking forward to going on honeymoon? He said, oh. yeah, first and foremost, I need a holiday. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> I loved him in that moment, though, because there was something really sort of childlike and innocent about it. It wasn't, there was nothing contrived about his answer. It was purely just, well, I'm getting a free holiday, mint. The thing I didn't understand was he said, oh, I've, last time I went away was just in January to Ghana. It's like, well... They would have only filmed that in April or May or yeah, something. Yeah, I know. And it, the thing is, he keeps saying all this really long, vague stuff about let's just give their relationship time to blossom. And is it not just that he doesn't fancy her? I think this is the fundamental issue. And this is why they're not, I say not well suited, but why there's no, I don't see a spark there. I mean, that bit where they were sat on the lounges and she's, She's got her boobs out and they look amazing. They look phenomenal. And like she's going on about our relationship is a plant. Let's water it. And she literally couldn't have given any more sexual innuendos. The mango seeds. The mango seeds. Let's water the mango seeds of love. And he's just like, yeah. Are the the mango seeds his testicles? (laughs) I thought they were her ovaries. And the water was his joy. (laughs) (laughs) He went for an Alan Titchmarsh erotica vocabulary. <laughs> I just, yeah, she's made it clear that she would, I think. <laughs> I mean, and she's left it no uncertain terms that she is she is up for it. Yeah. But to be fair to Kwame, I respect him. If he doesn't fancy her and he's not sure, then he's doing the right thing, isn't he? Because how often, he could sleep with her and then at the next commitment ceremony, just right, leave. Yes, you know, you want to you want to have a certain level of of uh, connection with the person before you jump into it. Oh, absolutely! And also, sometimes we try so hard to be right and kind of woke about things, but it's okay to say, "Oh, I just didn't have chemistry with that person." Yeah, of course. There's definitely people who you meet in life, and you think, "I know other people find them attractive," and I just, I just don't. Yeah. Lovely people. All that sort of stuff, but just physically, there's it's not it's not there, and that that might not be the the case with Kwame and Keisha, or things might change. But I'm just saying, sometimes that that yeah. component isn't there. That's what makes it exciting, I think. 
I, I love nothing more than when you see a couple. So Nick and I were out the other night and there was a couple who were, basically, she was beautiful, he was not. And <laughs> right. we spent a good hour trying to figure out, well, like, I was like, maybe he's super kind. Maybe he's really funny. Maybe, you know, maybe they just have amazing chemistry because there are things about somebody that... Big old dick. Well, that's what Nick said. <laughs> he went straight for that. <laughs> is that the most important thing, isn't it, Kelly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Main men think it is. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it how it goes with them, I suppose. I just wonder where, where is it going to go? I mean, if it gets to the point where he actually brings her a drink, that would be nice. I know. People were, <laughs> Claire was absolutely livid that he just sat down. She was like, I was, I was doing the live tweeting, so I looked at my phone. She started hitting me in the arm going, have you seen this? It's absolutely outrageous. I know. That's just how much she's not in his thoughts. Yeah. Like, she, I don't think she factors. He's just really enjoying how mint he is. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed uh, Thomas saying, take shades <laughs> off. You're not Beyonce. You might be Solange. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. He has the best one-liners. He's got some good one-liners. He's a, he's a pretty witty guy, to be fair to he him. He is. Uh, but we'll co- come on to Thomas and Adrian a bit later. I think what we need to talk about now is all the honeymoons that we yes. saw. And we saw the wedding last week, but the honeymoon of... Oh, this is a big one. Mm. Richie and Lara. Oh my God. I'm just going to let you go and explain. Someone <laughs> save that woman. Or someone save her. I feel like I'm watching like I'm watching a Channel 5 thriller and I'm the only one that can see she needs help. Like, because I get it. He's, he's in love. He's in love for the first time. And you are, it's like you're on drugs when that happens, isn't it? You can't think straight. But he's so oblivious to the fact that she's not feeling the same. Like, so oblivious. Yeah. In a way, I feel sorry for Richie because he's yeah. cl- he's clearly a nice guy and he's into her. But his actions, his, his gestures with her, everything is too clingy and too yeah. needy. And he needs to stop saying, you know, obviously I've not been in a relationship. Oh and it's like, we know, we know at this point, it's, it's making things worse that you keep mentioning that. Yeah. And when he said... I know you would have hated this. I, it popped into my head when he was talking about, I'm glad to be in a relationship with you because I know you've got the reins. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> oh always, my God. I've always had to plan things. Because you know what uh, I want from a relationship, Kelly, is, is a PA. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I just couldn't believe that in his head that sounded okay. The woman has just raised two sons. She has spent 20 years taking the reins and taking care of other people. And I also think it's dodgy to want to be taken care of in a relationship. It needs to be mutual. You need to be okay on your own, happy on your own. And it's a bonus if you're with somebody else. Yeah, that's the the thing that I find one of the things I really look for and is really attractive is, is independence. Yeah. Essentially, what it's because I want to be left alone. Uh, of course And it just is. be happy that the other person is just getting on with yeah. whatever they're, they're getting on with. Plants or... I don't know what Claire does, but... <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, just I just want to be happy that the other person is getting on with whatever yeah. they're, they're getting on with. No, and it's also having that separateness and having your own lives, you then have stuff to tell each other about and stuff to kind of share. Oh, no, can I, can I jump ahead to the commitment ceremony? Where she opened up and said, I think he's too much of a project for me. 
And I really felt for her because it's hard to say that. It's hard to be open. And he just did not hear those words. <laughs> but don't... neither did anyone else in the room. It was bizarre. He just went, I'm so glad it's you because you'll never leave me. And I was like, oh my God, the poor woman. And, and he's like, I've nearly finished healing. I'm almost there. And PCB, who I normally love, was like, yeah, this is amazing. I'm like, somebody help that woman. Let her leave. <laughs> It was a it was a strange response because he gave quite a uh, quite a rousing speech. It seemed where he was vulnerable. So I don't want to discredit him because he was no. open and vulnerable. But it was, but the message that he you're being too too much too soon was sort of glossed over. Well done for being vulnerable. But are you gonna are you gonna sort of change that that thing that was actually bothering Lara? Yeah, he just didn't seem to hear it. He started by going oh, well, she's not brought this up with me before. And I thought, oh, here we go. He's going to acknowledge this now. And then he just went back to, but I have been hurt and I'm almost healed and I know you'll never leave. <laughs> I was just like, this is terrifying. <laughs> I think uh, I think before we move on to other stuff from the commitment ceremony and the dinner parties, PJ and Jess's honeymoon. <gasps> That's another example, I guess, of what was talking about with Kwame and Keisha that, oh, hang on. We didn't mention with Kwame and Keisha, maybe the the best moment of the of the series was where she was saying to him on the on the wedding night about you know, sleeping together and he said, We're here for something real, not for any foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> foolishness. And, she, and she looked straight down the camera. Oh, that was amazing. It's that was brilliant. It's the best fourth wall break I've I've seen in a long, long time. It was literally like, Who have you put me with? <laughs> yeah, what? What's this guy talking about? I want to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Thought this what this was about. That was a, that was a brilliant moment. I'm definitely going to be using that image image a lot. Uh, but I was going to say, uh, the honeymoon, uh, PJ and Jess. Yeah. There is a good example of how she's just not feeling physical yeah. connection. And and he is and and yeah, it's that thing of he's gorgeous, isn't he? Like he gets paid to look like that. That's his job. But it's still not enough for her because the chemistry's not there from her side. Yeah, and to be fair, I don't think it's just a physical thing from what she was saying. It's that she's she's not feeling that spark emotionally as well, and she doesn't feel like she knows him. And on at the commitment ceremony, he was saying, "Yeah, I need to open up more." But I sort of think, well, why would you open up more if you're not really getting? If you can tell you're in a yeah. friend kind of vibe. Uh, yeah, and maybe she would feel a spark if he had his own house. Like she went down in my estimation when she mentioned that. Yeah, that's that's not great. Is it? I mean, he's explained his circumstances. He's, you know, we've been in a, a significant relationship. That's that's fallen apart. So he's building his life back up. You yeah, know. Like, I like him. I really like him, and I think he's in a really tough situation because he has fallen for her, and it's not requited. Which I was surprised about. Me too. I don't quite see. I was surprised he's suddenly so invested. He said he feels like a little lost sheep because she doesn't feel the same. I thought it was really sad. Yeah, I kind of th- I think he needs a bit a bit his walls a bit further up maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was very surprised by that. What did you think of his approach about um going to give you a massage? Oh, I know. Yeah, I was kind of with her in that moment. It's that thing where if you're not feeling it, it's ick, isn't it? And it's not his fault, but if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. But then what can he do? but how do you get someone to feel it if he's like trying subtle things maybe and they're not being received i sort of assume you get to a point where you may as well just go do you want to have sex like well yeah <laughs> to be honest go- i think 
a massage would be more uncomfortable because it's so intimate and it goes on so long. At least with the sex, it might be over in three minutes. <laughs> no, the weird thing was at the commitment ceremony, um, PCB, our lovely Paul Carrick Brunson, was saying to Jess, I've not seen you be affectionate at all. And I just thought we were veering into weird area there, like saying to a woman who's not interested, can you try being a bit more affectionate? I just, I don't know. What do you think as a man? That's an interesting point that you've made because I th- I see what you mean if she's not into him as for a relationship or sexually she's not into him but I think what he was getting at was just you're, you're at the very least friends now and you yeah. can see he's struggling a bit like you know put your hand on his shoulder yes. or you know something like that okay so maybe he was talking from a friendship point of view she she was not taking that well at first no was she? no you're making me out to be a bitch <gasps> Yeah, I think she's somebody that feels her emotions in a big way. And I like that. I think it's human. It's, yeah, it's just, I just felt for PJ in that moment because he clearly really, really likes her. And she is very clear about the fact that she doesn't feel the same. Yeah, well, with more stripper news (laughs) coming, I think the next couple we're going to talk about, maybe the biggest story of the week is Whitney and Duca. Oh, yeah. So, I'm wondering, what are your current thoughts on the Whitney and Duca situation? I'm very confused. <laughs> there's a lot There's a lot going on. It's one of the most complex situations I've seen, actually. But I think something that... Because you spoke a lot last week about how what you see is a little girl who's missing a mum. Which I can understand, but the level of rudeness at the dinner party especially... It's hard to have any sympathy for her when she's acting like that. Yeah. Yeah, she's not got the best table manners. Uh, what if she's telling the truth? What if he's completely different off camera? Well, we've we've no way of knowing as it stands. And there have been some things on social media that uh, somebody linked us in uh, tweets that he's a stripper. Which doesn't mean he's a bad person. No. But we've seen the kind of reactions that people can have to something like that. Yeah. Or, or they say he's a stripper. Maybe it was an old job. Maybe it was he didn't feel the need to bring it up, or they've not brought it up on the show because you've already got that. Um, you know, we've already got one stripper on there. We don't need the whole show to be about strippers, kind of thing. Yeah. But she's, if it's even to do with that, you know, has that is that what's caused her her reaction? I don't know. I mean, she brought up, didn't she? She's like, off air, he says things like, oh, I'm going to be getting so much pussy at the end of this. And he didn't deny it. I think what he did, though, is say, I did sort of say that. But what I mean is, look, I'm not desperate for it to work with you. I want it to work with you. But don't think you're my last and only option. I can leave here and... Let's be honest, even without the fame that he'll get from the show, I'm sure he wouldn't struggle to find girls. No. So he just means like, look, don't, you know, don't take me for granted. I'm not just going to keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. There are other women who will want me. Yeah, so you think he was just doing the laddish thing of going, if you don't want me, someone will. I'm not bothered. But I don't think that... Well, maybe it is a laddish thing, but it shouldn't be. Someone will want her. Yeah. I, I just... I don't know. I keep, there's something about her where I'm like, I think she is 
telling the truth. And I know everyone has different versions of the truth and it's all subjective, but I think there's something behind the scenes to, to make her have such an emotive response to it, to be so upset and so like, I can't do this anymore. I don't know. I did enjoy her confrontation with Thomas. Oh my god! That's a that's a battle of heavyweights. It is a battle that, of heavyweights. It is. That is a, a, those two those two going at it. I think your opinion is actually fucking irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair to Whitney, she did uh, see through Kwame's non-answers and do quite an amusing impression yeah. of it. You've just been like, oh, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> I think it speaks volumes. Who came to her defence as well? Because April. Well, April and Adrian. Cause, oh, right. Because Adrian was, said, which I thought, I think it takes real strength, right, to be part of a group like that and be the one who says the unpopular thing. And Adrian said, can we not just give her the benefit of the doubt for the minute? Which is what I feel. It's like somebody just let, hear this woman out because what if she's telling the truth? But because what people tend to do is they follow the crowd and, right, she's the evil one, she's the femme fatale in this series so let's just all hate her but adrian and april both were like april went to check on her and adrian was like let's give her the benefit of the doubt and i i just think that speaks volumes about their character it shows strength of character it does show strength of character but how do they square that with yeah fair enough give her the benefit of the doubt but even if even if she's right in what she's saying i think there's a better way to handle it than just being sat at the dinner table ignoring him because she also said to, to Keisha outside that he's he's a nice person he's not not done anything yeah so what, what is it are you projecting things onto him because you're having other issues what would you do in a sort of reverse of this situation so you've gone on married at first sight okay. you, you're paired with somebody who you're just not sure if you can trust them they're very different off air to how they are on air how would you tackle it what would you say to them in what, well, it depends on what way they're different because I do think this is another point that's been brought up. Every one of those people on te- on telly will be different on yeah, air to course. how they are off air because yeah. it's natural. There's no way you can avoid it. Yeah. Some some the the margin will be greater than others. What she says when she's using the word when I hear the word fake, I don't think oh they're a bit different because they're uncomfortable in front of the cameras or uncomfortable in front of groups or whatever. When I hear the word fake, it's you are putting on something as a public image, knowingly a facade to try and be famous or to try and get X, Y, Z. It's a much more malicious thing. That's what I associate with the, yeah. word, with the word fake. So if I was paired with someone who was different, it totally depends on how they were being different. I would say, you know, if it's someone who's anxious or whatever, then I'd hopefully be empathetic. If there's someone who's being like, I'm on this to be famous and off screen, they're like, fuck you, Omar. Yeah. Then I would say, well fuck you, I guess I'll write leave next time and we just won't hang out or I'll tell the producers or whatever. Yeah, I'll like, tell the producers. Yes! I'm going to tell the producers. That's mint. Paul, she's been mean to me. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. I, to be fair, I don't really know how to handle it. What, what do you think? How do you think she... she how do you think she should handle it if she's right? You, you are right in saying she has been very rude. She had no doubt about it. However, I think I've got the potential to be a bit of a maniac if I feel like I'm not being listened to or I'm being silenced or I'm being made to look like the bad guy when I'm not. I, that's quite a trigger for me. And I think it's a massive trigger for women when they think, like, 
he's not who he's pretending to be. Yeah, it's it's something that's happened in a lot of Married at First Sight series. Where, for example, if you remember last year with Alexis and Jordan, yes, he would always say, "I try and have reasonable conversations." She fl- she flies off the handle and storms off, and you guys don't see that. And then when he says that in the commitment ceremony, what can she do? Yeah, she's sort of in a catch twenty two situation because if she stays quiet, she doesn't defend herself. If she storms off, she sort of proves proves his point. Yeah, and maybe Whitney's in that situation, like. When no one else is there, he is totally different. But I don't know. So something just doesn't ring ring true about it. He's he's. I, I just don't see that. So your your kind of just instinctive response to him is that he seems all right. He seems all right. I'm sure he is a bit different, in the same way that a lot of people would be. I don't think there's any anything malicious in that. I, I think. I do have sympathy for her. I don't want it to be like I hate Whitney because I definitely have sympathy for her. She's been through a tough time and she's had some difficult circumstances. But if there's, it's really difficult to just forgive forgive rudeness. It, it is. You're so middle class. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, look, her mum may have died, but she's been rude. <laughs> I am middle class. I know. That's brilliant. So you mentioned one of the people that came to Whitney's aid, and this is a big story. They've all been big stories. We're working our way through the list of people. Like everyone's had a had a, a lot of issues. April and George. Yes. Right. Go on then. You ask me. What? What's uh, about Whitney Duker, what's your view on April well, and George? To be honest, uh, they're growing on me as a couple. I, I've liked them individually from the beginning, I, especially George. I think he's mint. But if they had some real chemistry on that commitment ceremony couch. They, they did, yeah. You know, and they're quite flirty and quite, there's a good connection between them. But for me, the biggest thing to come out of it was when she finally explained that, like, it was just a peck. The lesbian kiss was just a peck, and I've been picturing tongues. Yeah, I'd been picturing a proper, as uh, as George would call it, pecking on. <laughs> Necking on, he called it. Yeah, he did, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know, it, if it was just a peck, that does seem an overreaction from George. But then it's that thing that Mel brought up, if he's been hurt in the past, he's seen something, and in his head it's blown up into something much bigger. Because he didn't deny it was just a peck, but I feel for April if it was... Because literally it's been made out to be that she pretty much did everything but with this girl in the hood. <laughs> yeah, and even George saying on when it happened, I've been cheated on, my partner's been unfaithful. Yeah. But to be fair, that could, you might have been talking about his ex and they've just edited that, that yeah. in, you know. It's, she... <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm really intrigued what you're going to say because you're really thinking about how to word it. <laughs> I, do th- I do think George made a misstep by... Telling fucking everyone that he's ever seen on his way to the dinner party, just walking around the street. Guys, have you heard? Did you know April kissed a girl in a hot tub? Oh, <laughs> I know, but it was just that little thing that children do when they get in from school and they have to tell their mum everything. Because uh, the reason I, I, want, I do want to balance it uh, is that I understand he wanted to tell someone and get their opinion on it, get their, get their support. I don't know if uh, the opinion of Richie is, is necessarily the one I would go for. What but did he say again? What did Richie say? He said, oh, he said, oh, you've you've been 
you've been cheated on, and I think it shows a lack of, lack of respect. To be fair to Richie, what he said was all reasonable, but it's also somewhat generic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired at Richie. <laughs> oh no, poor Richie. <laughs> uh, but but then he didn't need to tell this person and that person. You know, told Lara, told Adrian. It's like, mate, just don't, because it's going to get around, and then it's only going to you're going to look worse for it, even though you haven't done anything. Because it seems like you know, yeah. you're just talking badly about your partner behind her back. Yes, I know. It's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously, that's going to be their point of conversation. How did your honeymoon go? Like, did anything happen? Yes, she had a lesbian affair. <laughs> 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 like, I think it was bursting out of him. But yes, I, yeah, probably from a measured middle class point of view he should have stayed quiet and not told everyone but I, I think it would be me I'd be going around going you'll not believe what she did <laughs> I enjoyed Thomas going over to talk to her and say look I, you know I'd want to know so I want to talk to you and we're friends and everything and then uh, saying if it but if it was Adrian I'd be absolutely livid you were talking <laughs> the wrong way <laughs> And she was saying, no, you're all making me out to be a bad person. It's like, no one's making you out to be a bad person. You kind of did. <laughs> just, 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 just then, a minute ago. <laughs> you just said it was a horrific thing to do. Yeah, that you wouldn't that you wouldn't be happy with. But I'm, I am glad, genuinely, to see that they... Because you're right, on the commitment ceremony, they they did seem to... all the, Get it out. All the information's out there. George is fine. Uh, April's fine now. Let's just move on from it. If it wasn't that big a deal, let's let's all move on from it. Yeah, but know? why have they not had sex? Well, they said they've been close. Yeah, but why have they not? Why is he? Well, why have they not? Just so they both really, really fancy each other. Yeah. They're married. They've been on a sexy honeymoon. They, why have they not had sex? She's too busy busy lesing off with people. That's <laughs> I don't know, because he's obviously dropping hints because they said, oh, they'll be having a meal and he'll just go, God, I'm so horny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like that's similar to PJ's. Do you want a massage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I think they will. Yeah. If I had to put money on it. I think they will. I mean, obviously there's been there's been ups and downs, haven't there? So yeah. maybe that's what's that's what's held them held them back. I do feel George I did a did a poll about because there were a lot of people on our Twitter saying that they sort of didn't buy it from April. They thought she was putting it on a bit. Putting what on that she likes him? No, all the all the upset about the the story. Oh going yes, around. yeah. So some people had said they weren't real tears, and yeah, yeah, that it was a bit forced. Which I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. So I did a poll saying is is George too, too sensitive? Uh, is April playing victim, or is it a bit of both? And most people said it was a bit of both. There was a tiny percentage of people who said that George is too sensitive, and I maybe I phrased it poorly, but I think. Like even the facts when she said early on on the honeymoon, oh, I just need a bit of time. You know, we're st- it's all been a lot. We need a bit of time. And he ended. He stormed off, <laughs> and then he had to come back and apologise and say, oh, "I'm yeah. sorry for storming off." And even even this uh, the commit um, the dinner party, there was a bit at the end where he, where he said, "Oh, I've bloody gone and told everyone, haven't I? I shouldn't have done that," <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is some good good insight from him. But I think I wonder if he's he's more emotional than we. Then we yeah. realise because I understand wanting to tell, tell people, like I say, to get some support, and I understand him to an extent storming off when yeah. she's saying she needs some time because you feel a bit of rejection. But my point is, 
I, I wonder if his emotions rule him a bit more than we thought. Yeah, and I think maybe people's response to that is we're still not there with accepting that men can be vulnerable too. We say we want it and we want a sensitive man and we want, and then we get that and people are like, oh God, what's he doing? <laughs> He's storming off. He's speaking about his feelings. Like, yeah, I like George. Yeah, I like George. I like George. But I'm glad they've sorted things out, yeah. so we'll see. I'm we'll excited to see where it goes for them. I think, yeah, I hadn't seen that chemistry between them before. Yeah. And I was like, hang on, there might be some potential here. Yeah. Yeah, we hope it works out for him. Okay, so we've already mentioned our next couple a few times because, well, let's be honest, Thomas can't help getting himself involved in everything. I know. I love him. I like him. Yeah. He's actually often got some quite good points to make, uh, quite open to discussion and things, until it starts to go against him, until people start to have disagree with him. Yeah, I think all Adrian did was say, can we not just give Whitney the benefit of the doubt? And he went, well, Captain Curtin's can fuck off. (laughs) Which is is a very funny line. I wish I could be that funny in temper. I just get really (laughs) inarticulate when I lose my temper. He's brilliant. You do just lie on the floor and start banging your fists up. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Throwing stuff. He He is brilliant. What I enjoyed about that actually was... That was genuine anger from Adrian, which during their honeymoon, I'd accused him of being performative. That weird little moment where he said, now I'm angry. This is an, this is an emotion. This yes. is an emotion. Yes. Seemed like, it didn't seem seem quite right, but it was good to see him give give Thomas some shit. Yeah, some it was. Shit back. Yeah. Oh, he's had to go off because it's not about him for I two seconds. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I actually, there's something about them that could work, isn't there? Yeah, it could. I think what will happen is... is or what could happen is that they really get on and accept that every month they have a, a blow up. Yeah. But they'll be they'll be used to it and it'll be fine like two days later yeah. or something. Yeah. I suppose from Adrian's point of view, it's just whether he can be bothered to put up with that. Yeah. Because I, I, I sense he might not be the kind of person who wants to go through that whole process all the time. Yeah. And like, there's been a couple of comments, hasn't there, that it's the Thomas show... And it's just whether or not he wants to be a bit player in the life of Thomas rather than a main part. Do you think Do you think they're going to last? Do you think they're going to make it past the next commitment ceremony? Next week is Yes Week, where one partner gets control. Oh God! So oh God! Adrian might be uh, might be having to wear some flesh-coloured speedos oh, that Thomas yeah. has made, made from Diamante speedos. Yeah, I don't... I really can't call it with these two because they've got stuff about them that works definitely and they've got a really funny dynamic and they bounce off each other and they were sat kind of close together. But I can't see it working long-time, long-term. I just yeah. can't. Yeah, I know what you mean. Both Scousers. Why? That's why it wouldn't work. There's <laughs> no, too much Scouse in one room. <laughs> Uh, it was it was funny when Adrian was getting angry. He became much more scouse. Yeah, which was which was enjoyable. Yeah, it's it is too hard to call. I don't know. I don't really know what to what to predict for them. What's not hard to call though is Jordan and Janita. Oh God, I mean, there's a. I know you're not a football fan. No, I'm not. But on match of the day, it's a football highlights program. Thank you very much. For that. <laughs> You'll know the theme tune. There's a notorious. 
spot. Basically, the last match is always the that the, they put on is the most uneventful match <laughs> of the day, and Jordan and Janita are the last spot purely uh, because they're just going along perfectly. They're like, I will like them both. They're both really nice. I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. I thought something flashed across her face on the sofa when he said, when it came out that he'd said he was falling for her. All right. Something that I couldn't quite read that may have just been surprised, but also read a little bit like fear. Oh. Maybe she's not quite there with him. All right. What do you think? You didn't see that at all? No, I didn't see that. You're a bloke, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he'd had a little chat with Zoe, hadn't he? Yeah. That, that he thought was just between them, but, you know, the, there are cameras everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes me laugh when they're like, I thought it was just going to be between us. Yeah. It was good to see the experts, actually, what uh, again, properly, because obviously we've seen them so far, but it's from here on in. Yeah. We really, really they to had power dressed to the max. Oh, my God. They? It was it's like a well I put it, it was like they're dressed as if they're in the Hunger Games. Yeah, I love that. I was looking at them thinking, what they look like something. They look like when they read yours then your tweet. I was like, yes, that's what it is. It's the Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice to hear more from Charlene. I it thought it was. It was brilliant because I thought we didn't really get as much from her last year as we did uh, Paul and Mel. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if that was just she was a new new person on the process or whatever or just an editing choice but they seem to deliberately give her quite quite a lot what she had what she said was was interesting yeah it was it was, it was, it was great actually it was good to hear more from her yeah when i mean it was pretty obvious when she asked jordan and chinita have you had sex and chinita just starts giggling straight away i know, I know. it would be weird to have to talk about that though wouldn't it like you've just started in a relationship and now you're here there's a panel in front of you and they're like so have you and what's it like and can you imagine if you were like, well, actually, it's not been great. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is definitely an awkward thing to talk about. One one bit I enjoyed from Chinita actually was when the experts had said to Whitney and Duca, I think there's more you want to say, but you're just not saying it. And all the other couples who were on the settees were murmuring. And then at the end, you heard who I think it must have been Chinita going, yeah, flipping heck. <laughs> <laughs> She's brilliant. She's lovely. Yeah, she's lovely. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, belittle them by saying, "Oh, we put them last" because there's there's nothing to say. It's just that they are going along really well, they and are. and it's nice in amongst all the drama. This is what happens. You always want some some good couples. Yeah, you do. Who you you want things to go well for, and and they're definitely one of them. So, that's us for this week, I think. That is it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having a having a weekend off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah weekend. Get your life back for two days. And then uh, we'll get back into it, get back into it on, on Monday. Uh, what happens on Monday? What's next? Yes, week. Oh, yeah, you just said, right, okay. Sorry, yeah. I haven't slept. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your idea of hell if Nick was in charge, if you and Nick were doing yes oh, week? Oh, so if Nick was doing yes week... Um, it would. He'd make us clean. He'd make us clean the house. Really? Oh, he absolutely loves it. There's nothing he loves more than cleaning. It's like the worst complaint you could ever make about a husband. But that's what does my head in about him. So, he, <laughs> so he wears a Fitbit. I wear a smartwatch. And on an average day, I'll do between ten and twelve thousand steps. Good he, going. He, yeah, I'll get there. He 
will regularly say 25,000 steps because he, he gets in from work and he starts cleaning and tidying up. So he would have me scrubbing the skirting board. So that would be his idea of what we would do on Yes Week. Oh my God. Like if, if he's cleaning that much, isn't does your house need cleaning that regularly? Oh, you, know? you don't have children, do you? <laughs> it's, li- it's like Groundhog Day. Like that's my argument. I'm like, why bother to clean? Because in 10 minutes it'll need doing again. Yeah. Kelly, get the hoover. We need to get the sawdust. We've just sawn the bunk bed in half. Oh my god, I know. I know. So what would you? What would you make Claire do on yes week? Uh, just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'd just be happy. Just, I just want to watch YouTube videos, UFC, watch some sport. Can check in like once a day. I think you made a good point there. It would be better if yes week was right. Just show us how you're going to be in marriage. That would be better. Like, and then you'd have to just be how you plan to be. So the woman would have to not wear makeup and put a dressing gown on. The man would have to be kind of watching TV and ignoring her a lot. Like, let's see how you plan to actually be. <laughs> well, yeah, that's us for this week. So thank you for listening. And uh, if you follow us on Maths Hysteria on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, Uh, and also subscribe and if you do enjoy the podcast please leave us a five-star review we're climbing the apple charts it's very exciting for us so we're hoping to to beat last year's peak of number 14 so uh thank you for listening i've been omar abid i've been kelly rickard and we're not here for foolishness (laughs) 